It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You decided to join us once more for this magical trip down your lifetime of Disney and all your memories and all the fun. And this week for show number 54 for the week of November 14th, 2013, even though Halloween is over, we're going to get a little spooky here this week because we have none other than writer, producer, director and co-founder of the Dawes Brothers Studios, Jeremiah Dawes, stopping in here this week at the show. Now, Jeremiah is part of the team that created Followed from the Mansion, the hit internet sequel to Missing from the Mansion, the short story that follows a playful spook named Phineas who follows a family home from the Haunted Mansion. And Jeremiah is going to stop in and talk with all of you D-heads about his career, the studios, what sparked Missing in the Mansion and Followed from the Mansion, and can we expect a possible trilogy. Those answers are all going to come as Jeremiah stops in here this week. In addition, we have the D-team back. That's right, you have questions and we have answers. And Aaron is going to dip his hand into that virtual mailbag once again and uncover the truth with I Want to Know. And let's not forget our D-team member from Down Under as Lexi is going to be stopping in with the Hollywood Walk as she's going to give you a little bit more about the Haunted Mansion, Missing from the Mansion, Followed from the Mansion, and... Our very special guest here this week, Jeremiah Dawes. We have all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire from magazines, publications, the theme parks, music, movies, and more, and all kinds of fun. So, all of you D-heads, lately I have been in a Bean Crosby type of mood here. You know, it's just one of those things, the crooner has been on my mind lately, so let's kick it off this week with a little bit of Bean Crosby, make it a zippity doodah day, and uh, mind you, let's not forget Maleficent, has officially been released with a teaser trailer. So let's kick off show number 54 for the week of November 14th, 2013, by making it a zippity doodah day. Zippity doodah, zippity a. My, oh my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine heading my way. Zippity doo dah, zippity a. Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder. It's the truth, it's actual. Everything is satisfactory. Zippity doo dah, zippity a. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder 
It's the truth, it's actual. Everything is satisfactual. Zippity doo da, zippity a. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. Zippity doo, zippity doo, zippity doo da, zippity doo da. Zippity doo da, zip zip zippity a. You've been watching over me my whole life. I know you're there. Your shadow has been following me ever since I was small. Don't be afraid. Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand, a new kind of Disney show.
trooper their dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kurt right down that are you sure I'm sure ghosts are not real but how do you know that's a night okay buddy yeah when was this I had fun today it has to be now Andre? I'm not trying to replace your mom. I just want to be your friend. No, it's fine. No, I'll be there in ten. Server room flooded. I'll be back as soon as I can. Don't go. The ghost isn't real, okay? It's important that you believe that. All right? Sarah will be here if you get scared. I've got just the thing for warding off evil spirits. She's trying. Give her a chance. They don't like bright lights, remember? You'll be fine. Good night, buddy. It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host... Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. With this baby, we'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and this week for show number 54, for the week of November 14th, 2013, I think some playful spooks has followed us into the studio, because Phineas is causing some pranks, and we have none other than Jeremiah Dawes of the Dawes Brothers Studios stopping in here very shortly here at the show, and Jeremiah is going to stop in and talk about the hit internet sensation, the sequel, the follow-up from Missing in the Mansion, Followed from The Mansion, the all-new short film from the Dawes Brothers. And Jeremiah's going to stop in and hopefully wrangle down Phineas here in the studios. Now this week, LVD heads, we have all kinds of fun, all kinds of things, and lots of news on the horizon. But before I get started, this is one of the only times you're going to hear me say this. I'm not going to promote this every week. But I do want to mention that... Over the last week, I did launch a side project. Many of you who have followed me on Twitter, Facebook, and a variety of other places know that I've been starting a side project. And if you want to give it a listen, it's basically called Jonathan Johnson's America, Stories from Life in the Midwest. And if you want to find out more about it, just search jonathanjohnson.org. And that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-J-O-H-N-S-O-N.org. I'm going to leave it at that. Hopefully you enjoy my non-Disney adventures. Just uh, check it out, D-Heads, and this is the one and only time that you're probably going to hear it here on the show. Had to give it a little bit of a plug. Now, jumping right into this week's show, show number 54, I want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, complete list of archives, our lifetime of Disney player, and all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show and that's right there at dizradio.com D-I-Z radio.com you can also find us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney on demand you can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney blue and that's B-L-U you can also find us on Twitter AOL Instant Messenger Skype Instagram Pinterest and more just search Disney blue and once again that's B-L-U 
So all of you D-heads, with that said, let's just jump right into news here this week, and how about Walt Disney World and publications? Now, I myself have loved Disney publications for quite some time. I love D23 Magazine, I do remember the old great Disney Magazine, Disney Adventures, and there's a lot of great publications that are out there, like Celebrations, but let's talk about one of the newer ones on the horizon, and it's one that is tailored solely for your tablet, and I myself live on my tablet, I love my iPad and my tablet, and how about WDW Magazine? Now, WDW Magazine is an all-new magazine that is uh, created, designed, and wrangled by Carl, and he does a fantastic job of this. You can get it right there in the iTunes store, and it's beautiful. I have to say the photography, the articles, I mean, it is beautiful. And this is WDW Magazine, and you can find their website at WDWMag.com. Now, I think it's awesome. I mean, in their fall issue alone, they had the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, the Food and Wine Festival. I mean, coming up in future issues, of course they also have advanced dining reservations the best restaurants and let's not forget some people where it has first timers with help on the way and a variety of different tips for people where it's your first time now also one of the things i like is holiday time at the walt disney world resort and how about the most wonderful time of the year as they have Christmas at Walt Disney World as well. Now, this is a great, beautiful magazine publication. Definitely worth, uh, you know, putting some change into it. Now, I'm just I'm not saying this because it's an advertisement. I'm saying it because it's true. You know, I, I only promote things that I really do like here at the show. And this magazine is beautiful. I mean, I've been reading the articles, uh, looking it over in my iPad, and it is stunning. Uh, the photography, the artwork, it is great. You can find it in your iTunes store or you can go to their website wdwmag.com a great brand new publication on the horizon uh, you know you can never have too much walt disney world stuff out there so you know get out there back it it's a new venture i really would like to see uh you know these new ventures succeed you know somebody's out there trying to do something uh, fresh and new and fun and Definitely give it a check out, all of you D-heads. Now, pushing right along, let's get to the small screen away from publications and print. And how about Disney XD kicking off their Pranksgiving with Sarah Hyland? That's right, Sarah Hyland is going to guest star on Disney XD's Randy Cunningham 9th Grade Ninja for a prank-themed episode airing this coming Monday. Now, they have a variety of different things that they do on Disney XD for all month long. Now, they call it Pranksgiving for a reason. And all month long during November, they always have have a lot of great stories and, and cartoons and animated shows that always pay tribute to having some great pranks. Now, this special episode is part of Disney XD's Pranksgiving, a month-long event where the cable channel's young stars are pranked by NBA players. Now, in the middle of all their fun, the stars did not forget the reason for the season, revealing what they're most thankful for in between show segues. Now, as they have mentioned, they are thankful for a variety of different things from being on the shows, their castmates, and more. But now, Randy Cunningham, ninth grade Ninja is going to air this upcoming Monday with an all-new Pranksgiving with Sarah Hyland. Now, stepping away from the TV and how about something a little more interactive? Now, I'm not talking about video games. How about getting a little more physical interactive? Now, this is something that I truly do love as well. And Legos. And everybody loves Legos. You love everything about Legos, whether that's Star Wars, making up your own items, uh, you know, going to the uh, Legoland uh, theme park. But how about Lego Friends introducing a Disney 
Princess Lion. That's right, all new coming out just in time for Christmas is the Lego Friends introducing a Disney Princess Line. Now, my little girls are going to love this. Now, the Princess Line is in true Disney Lego fashion. There's a variety of different things. I mean, some of them that they already have are, is for Brave, so you can have Merida there. Um, she has her bow and arrow, a target, uh, you know, her brothers as bears, a variety of different things, and it's definitely fun. Now, some of the different sets that they are going to have is Cinderella, they're going to have Tangled, The Little Mermaid, a complete princess set, and many others. Now, this is all new just in time for Christmas, the Lego Friends Disney Princess Playline play sets. Definitely one that I'm sure every little girl is going to want on her Christmas list. Now, getting back to the parks, news might be all over the place here this week, D-Heads. There's a lot of news here on the horizon. But how about the First Lady saluting veterans at Walt Disney World? That's right, Michelle Obama joined the who's who of Disney executives to honor veterans' contributions in both the armed forces and the private workforce this past week. Now, the Disney Veterans Institute Heroes Work Here seminar at Walt Disney World's Boardwalk Hotel Convention Center featured a variety of different keynote remarks from the First Lady and Disney Chairman and CEO Bob Iger. Now, the audience included a variety of representatives from more than 350 companies. Now, both Bob Iger and the First Lady spoke of the commitment of the Veterans Institute Heroes Work Here initiative to employ veterans returning from duty. Now, representatives from the Veterans Institute shared stories of transitioning from the private sector and took questions from the audience as well. Also, a group of Disney cast members who are veterans took the stage representing the many faces of the theme park company who probably served their company. Now, this is a great initiative by Disney. I have spoke about this before, how they are going ahead and embracing these guys who, you know, men and women who basically make it so we can live in a free country. So this is great, great program. And it did happen this last week. And if you are interested in more about it, definitely check out there's a variety of different places, but that is the Disney Veterans Institute Heroes Work Here seminar that took place this past week. Now, since we are down in the Orlando area talking about the boardwalk and all that, let's get back to the parks and Christmas is on the way. That's right. We have a variety of different things as the Walt Disney World Resort is all decked out for the holidays. Uh, you have the Very Merry Christmas Party and a variety of different things that are going on. And one of the most talked about items, how about the Jingle Cruise? Yes. I have to say, it was a rumor for quite some time, but the Jingle Cruise is a reality. Now, is it cheesy? Yes. Is it living up to expectations? Exactly. I mean, one of the things that made the Jingle Cruise great is because you knew it was going to be cheesy, campy, and horribly bad. One of the things about the Jungle Cruise that everybody loves is how campy and cheesy it is, the jokes, and all the fun. I mean, it's a staple of the Disney parks. But I have to admit that now for the Jingle Cruise, it's just as cheesy. They have everything from renaming their boat to the Burr, Bertha, and many others. Now, there's a variety of different things, including some great joke overlays and decking out a variety of the different dock landings and many other things. Now, it is, it's fun. I mean, I'm not going to give too much away because it's not going to be as good coming from me telling you about the Jingle Cruise, but... It definitely is fun. Catch a lot of the videos online. There's some great YouTube videos. Uh, you know, I think it's something that just adds to the holidays. Why not? I mean, why not do something like this and just add that little bit of something special, excitement and whatnot? I mean, it's clear that at Walt Disney World, you're not going to get a Haunted Mansion holiday overlay anytime soon. So why not take the Jingle Cruise? Take what you can get. 
Now, one of the things, since you are at Walt Disney World, since I am in the park news here right now this week, is Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Now, that is something that my little princesses definitely do love, and I'm sure yours do as well. And uh, I'm personally a fan of Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique at Downtown Disney more than in the park uh, for a variety of different reasons. But one of the newest things on the horizon is Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is now opening at Harrods. That's right. Disney Magic is going to pour over to Harrods this festive season to launch the Cinderella-inspired Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Now, this latest fairy tale royal salon marks the debut of the theme park experience in the UK. Now, it's shaped up to be the centerpiece of Disney at Harrods, and it is the first time that a Disney Parks and Resort has created the ultimate immersive storytelling experience for children ages 3 to 12 in Britain. Now, all set to open the Enchanted Doors on the 25th of November, this new partnership venture includes a variety of different things, including a Disney store, an all-new look, and a Disney cafe. Now, set in the fairy tale castle, boys and girls are going to be welcomed by their own fairy godmother in training, who's going to help them transform into the ultimate fantasy makeover. Now, we all know that the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is fantastic and it's great. And now, coming to Britain and the UK, you know, it's a good way to bring the Disney magic to all of you as well. Now, the Disney Cafe is going to be refreshed over the coming months and will continue to offer delicious, nutritious meals for families to enjoy together in the magical environment. And they're going to have a variety of different things that are on the horizon. Now, the booking line for the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique at Harrods opens from mid November. So coming up very shortly. So if you want to get in on this, you better uh, be on the ball and get ready to book it right away. Now, as they have officially announced, our partnership with Harrods will bring Disney magic to an iconic British area in a completely unique way. Now, the boutique is going to let children step into the world of classic Disney characters, celebrate the qualities like kindness and bravery that make them true heroes and heroines. And it's going to be transformed, as Cinderella was, by the famous fairy godmother. We hope the experience is going to create memories for families that they can enjoy for a lifetime. And I'm sure it truly will, because I know my daughters, they love Bibbidi Bobbidi as well. Now, sticking with the parks, let's get into some more things here, since we are down in that area. Wow, usually I don't cover this much park news, D-Heads, but uh, there's a lot of park news here this week. And uh, how about Tomorrowland? Now, everybody knows the film Tomorrowland is getting filmed, and recently, Inside the Magic has noted that the Carousel of Progress was closed down for filming one day. Well, film crews set up from 4 p.m. this past Tuesday until 2 a.m. Wednesday, which required part of the U.S. Highway 1 to be temporarily closed. Now, although little information has been released about the film, it's set to hit theaters in May of 2015. Now, the plot summary released by the Walt Disney Studios said, Bound by a shared destiny, a bright, optimistic teen bursting with scientific curiosity, and a former boy genius inventor jaded by disillusionment embark on a danger-filled mission to unearth the secrets of some place somewhere in time and space that exists in their collective memory as Tomorrowland. Now, in addition to Volusia County, filming is also reported to take place at the Walt Disney World Resort this past week at the Carousel of Progress, as I already noted, and uh, we expect filming to be going even more. Not much has been released. I know we're all excited for Tomorrowland to come out. I know I'm pretty stoked about it. Anything that's going to connect you to the parks, I mean, and if they're filming at Tomorrowland, come on. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. But it is coming out May of 2015, so I am pretty stoked about this and pretty excited. 
So from going to the future, going to the parks, reading magazines online, how about heading offshore? Yes, with the Disney Cruise Line. And this past week, the Disney Cruise Line unveiled itineraries and ports for 2015. That's right, bookings are now available as of today, but there's a variety of different things that they have released so far. In 2015, the Disney Cruise Line will set sail from Port Canaveral to the Caribbean and the Bahamas on a variety of itineraries, offering families magical days at sea to explore all the activities aboard their Disney cruise ship and days in port to lounge in the warm golden beaches, swim in the tropical waters, and swim until their hearts are content and shop along the way. So far for their itineraries this year, they have three night in the Bahamas. They also have four night in the Bahamas, seven night Western Caribbean, including Key West, a seven night Western Caribbean, including Jamaica, a seven night Eastern Caribbean, including St. Martin, and a seven night Eastern Caribbean, including St. Thomas. Now these are great ports of call that they're going to have on their itineraries. I myself, I would love to do the Key West. I mean, I'm a tropical guy. I'm one of those people that love the tropics. Um, you know, the Bahamas are good. Jamaica is okay. St. Martin is beautiful. I've been there before. But I also love Key West. There's something to be said about Key West. Now, the prices are fantastic. And I'm not going to go in and give you all the dates and all the fun things. I already gave you this rundown. I mean, you can find them online in a variety of different places. But booking is now available. The 2015 itinerary is out there. So, you know, book your cruise. Get out there. Um, I myself might have to do this uh, seven-night Western Caribbean, including Key West. Um, you know, I think I'll have to do it. It's aboard the Disney Magic, and uh, I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, the ports are Port Canaveral, Key West, Grand Cayman, Cozumel, Castaway Key. I I'm pretty excited for it. But uh, check it out, and definitely book your reservation soon, because we all know that the Disney Cruise Lines book up fast. Now, moving back to TV, how about getting to the Disney Channel and something a little bit different? How about going a little bit retro? And my friend, the retroist, a good friend of mine who I've known for years, uh, he would appreciate this with Pac-Man. That's right. 41 Entertainment has placed Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures with the Disney Channel and Disney XD in a number of European territories right now. That's right, the popular animated show has also been renewed in the United States as well. Now, Disney Channel and Disney XD have acquired the free and pay TV rights for both seasons of Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures for broadcast in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Now, Disney XD has taken the pay TV rights for the first season with an option for season two, for the UK, Finland, Sweden, Denmark, Norway, and Iceland. Now, meanwhile, Disney XD and the United States has ordered a second season of the show as well. As they have officially released from 41 Entertainment, we are genuinely excited for this broadcast exposure and expansion of our relationship with Disney in Germany, and we know that the new Disney free-to-air channel will quickly become the kids' market leader in the area. We are thrilled that Disney XD will join the Pac-Man family in the UK, as well as the Nordic countries. And at last but not least, Disney XD has commissioned Season 2 in the United States, meaning that all noted Disney outlets are now part of the Pac-Man family. As they said it, the Pac is back. I, for one, really love this animated series. My sons love it as well, and it's a great way to relive it. I mean, I mean, how many people know the Buckner and Garcia song, Pac-Man Fever? Pac-Man Fever, fantastic song from the 80s. And let's not forget, they brought Buckner and Garcia back from their Pac-Man Fever days of the 80s to write the theme song for Wreck-It Ralph. So... I'm excited for this, and it's going to hit up all over the UK. So, all of you D-heads, I've been rambling on for quite some time, but before I let you go and release the reins to the D-team, I do want to give you one more little piece of news here, I think. And how about Disney turning to a great app 
for Frozen with the new storybook. That's right. Now, this is a particular film-based app and not just a regurgitation of the movie content, but an interactive story from the perspective of two new characters and their journey together. Now, this is an all-new way so our kids can interact with the film above and beyond just retelling of the film. And you can find this throughout a variety of different app uh, locations, including iTunes and many other places, and it's the all-new Frozen app. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to get a drink here, take a step out of the studios, and release the reins to the D-team. You have questions, he has answers, and I'm going to release the reins to Aaron very soon with I Want to Know as we gear up for our special guest here this week, our playful spook here in the studio, as we have Jeremiah Dawes from the Dawes Brothers Studio stopping in very shortly to talk about Followed from the Mansion, his all-new short film that him and his brother have created as part of the follow-up from Missing in the Mansion. So get ready, all of you D-heads. So before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is officially sponsored by Pixie Vacations. And the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, vacation by Disney, and Disney Cruise, and make it the most magical that it possibly can be. Definitely contact these knowledgeable agents at Pixie Vacations, and they'll help you book it and make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. Definitely check them out at PixieVacations.com. So with that said, all of you D-heads, I'm going to release the reins. Let's kick back and I'll be back very shortly. With tuppence for paper and strings, you can have your own set of wings. With your feet on the ground, you're a bird in flight. With your fist holding tight to the string of your kite. Oh, let's go fly a kite up to the highest height. Let's go fly a kite and send it soaring up through the atmosphere, up where the air is clear. Oh, let's go fly a kite. When you see it flying up there, all at once you're lighter than air. Dance on the breeze over houses and trees With your fists holding tight To the string of your kites All our ghosts have been dying to meet you. This one can hardly contain himself. <laughs> Unfortunately, they all seem to have trouble getting through. Perhaps Madame Leota can establish contact. 
She has a remarkable head for materializing the disembodied. There's the old Mark Twain coming around the bend. And like every night, her passengers are having a ball. You know, aboard the Mark Twain, we have a real Dixieland combo. We call them the young men from New Orleans. And they're real old timers who were down there when jazz first came into being. Monette Moore is the singer with the group. And incidentally, I just saw Satchmo Armstrong down there waiting at the dock. So why don't you kids run along and get aboard and really have yourself a ball. questions we have answers let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in i want to know hey d heads this is aaron i'm back with another installment of i want to know fall is definitely in the air here in arkansas and the leaves are beautiful i hope you're enjoying the season wherever you might be well let's reach into that virtual mailbag and get started this week our first question comes from Liz in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and she writes, Aaron, hope this finds a way to you. Love the segment. I am curious about the Disney film, The Boatniks. I love this film growing up, and I can always find things online for it. But is it a DVD release yet for streaming? Thanks a bunch. Well, The Boatniks was released on July 1st, 1970, and was re-released theatrically on June 10th, 1977. A seasoned Coast Guard, Lieutenant Jordan is transferring out of one of the craziest, most crowded recreational harbors in the U.S. coastline, Newport Beach Harbor, California. Robert Morse stars as his bumbling new replacement, Coast Guard Ensign Thomas Garland. This wacky movie is about the trials and tribulations faced by those rescuers at sea that must save the amateur weekend boaters from themselves. The great Don Amici stars as the tough area commander who served with Garland's father, a famous admiral, so he has high expectations of Garland Jr. On the other hand, Garland feels that he's jinxed to live in his father's shadow, contributing to his bad luck. Kate, played by Stephanie Powers, runs a local boat rental and sailing school. 
After you're rescuing him from his own wreck, she gets romantically involved with the ensign. Then they must join forces to catch three bumbling jewel thieves. Well, the movie was released twice on VHS. First, November of 1983, and then again, March of 1997. And then it was released on DVD on August of 2005. And I checked, the movie is available for purchase on Amazon. It's a great movie that would make a good Christmas gift. Our second question this week comes from Tom, and he writes, I really like the Sherman Brothers music. They are true Disney legends. What are some of their not-Disney films I may know of? Well, there's no arguing how talented the Sherman Brothers are, and what a rich history. Sons of Russian-Jewish immigrants, Robert and Richard Sherman began writing songs together in 1951 on a challenge from their father, songwriter Al Sherman. The brothers wrote together with different songwriting partners throughout the rest of the decade. In 1958, Robert founded the music publishing company Music World Corporation, which later enjoyed a landmark relationship with Disney's BMI-affiliated publishing arm, Wonderland Music Company. That same year, the Sherman Brothers had their first top ten hit with Tall Paul, sung by Masketeer Judy Harriet on the surf record label, and then it was covered later by Masketeer Annette Funicello. The success of this song yielded the attention of Walt Disney, who eventually hired the Sherman Brothers as staff songwriters for Walt Disney Studios. We know how well that worked out. Their first non-Disney assignment came with a motion picture production, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, for United Artists in 1968, which garnered the brothers their third Academy Award nomination for Best Original Song. In 1972, they received a Grammy nomination for their work on Snoopy Come Home. In 1973, the Sherman Brothers also made history by becoming the only Americans ever to win first prize at the Moscow Film Festival for Tom Sawyer, for which they also authored the screenplay. In 1976, The Slipper and the Rose was picked to be the Royal Command Performance of the Year. Performance was attended by Queen Elizabeth the Queen Mother. A modern musical adaptation of a classic Cinderella story, Slipper also featured songs, score, and screenplay by the Sherman Brothers. Two further Academy Award nominations were garnered by the Brothers for this film. That same year, the Sherman Brothers received their stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, directly across from Grauman's Chinese Theater, and I've seen them, it's really neat. Other movies include Charlotte's Web in 1973, Huckleberry Finn in 1974, and Little Nemo, Adventures in Slumberland in 1992. Outside the motion picture realm, their Tony Award-nominated smash hit Over Here in 1974 was the biggest grossing original Broadway musical of that year. The Sherman Brothers have also written numerous top-selling songs including Your 16, which reached Billboard's Hot 100 Top 10 twice, first with Johnny Burnett in 1960, and then at number one with Ringo Starr more than 13 years later. Other top 10 hits included Pineapple Princess, Let's Get Together, and more. On June 9, 2005, the brothers were inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. I can't believe it took that long. On November 17, 2008, the Sherman Brothers received the National Medal of Arts, which is the highest honor conferred upon artists or patrons of the arts by the United States government. What an amazing career these gentlemen had. 
Our final question this week comes from Ruby Slater of Nashville, Tennessee, and she writes, My question is one about the parks. At Disney's MGM Studios, there used to be Superstar Television. I was able to volunteer once for it. It was the Tim Allen portion. What are all the clips or interactions that had for guests to participate in? I know this may be hard, but I can't find anything on it. Hope you're able to know a little more. Well, the great thing about Superstar TV was it had a great interactive element to it. Guests would be selected and put in front of green screens to reenact scenes from popular TV shows. The attraction was open on opening day of the studios and was sponsored by Sony and the ABC Theater with about a thousand seats. This was still when the studios was a place to educate people about the film industry. The lucky people chosen for these roles were selected from the crowd waiting to go into the theater before being let off for costuming, makeup, and meeting the directors. The attraction included scenes from the following shows. I Love Lucy, General Hospital, Gilligan's Island, Bonanza, CBS News Live from the Moon, The Three Stooges, Cheers, Golden Girls, Late Night with David Letterman, The Tonight Show, and Howdy Doody, which was later replaced by the show You Were In Ruby, Home Improvement. Each show had about six skits, needing a volunteer with a Disney cast member emceeing the show. The audience could either watch the action as it was happening in front of them, or on the televisions above them, where the elements of green screens were replaced by the proper backgrounds to make it look like it would on TV. And the great thing about this attraction was that it was always different because it depended on the guests that were chosen to participate. I miss the way the studios used to be not only fun, but educational. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. Remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. They came by land, by air, and by sea. The silliest set of seamen, a sea persons, ever to never get out of the harbor. Now, oh, it's a seagoing freeway. Sir, that's where the stolen jewels are. Stephanie Powers. Have you bumped into anybody or still any drinks yet? No. Robert Morse. By the evening, still young. Phil Silvers. Make him think we're sunk. Norman Fell. Aren't we? Looks like a small torpedo. And Don Amici. It's a salami. Whether it's the good guys or the bad guys, everyone is just trying to keep their heads above water. In Walt Disney's The Boatniks, another Disney Channel exclusive. Maybe the movie will be good. Picture in the world
Imagine the magic the minds can see. on demand. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. It's Disney On Demand. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, D-Heads, I'm back once again. And thank you, Aaron, for stopping in with all those answers once again with I Want to Know. And remember, all of you D-Heads out there, you can connect up with Aaron directly at Aaron at DizRadio.com. You can also visit him right there through the D-Team page on our official website at DizRadio.com. And definitely drop him a line with all of your questions that you have so we can get answers here on the show. Thank you, Aaron, once again for stopping in. So, all of you D-Heads, as we press on, it's show number 54, the week of November 14th, 2013. We have Phineas the Playful Spook uh, harassing the studios here this week. But fear not, we have Jeremiah Dawes stopping in here very soon to talk more about Phineas and this playful spook and followed from the mansion very shortly. So with that said, I'm just going to jump right back into news because we have tons of news hot off the D-Wire here this week, all of you D-Heads. And how about the Walt Disney Company ending with their greatest fiscal year to date? That's right, performance of merchandise, movies, and theme parks have helped the company to a record $45 billion. That's right. The Walt Disney Company has reported earnings for its fourth quarter and fiscal year ending September 28, 2013. Now, the company has seen revenues over this past year increase 7% to a record $45 billion, while the net income for the year increased 8% to a record $6.1 billion. As they have officially released, we are extremely pleased with our results for the fiscal 2013, delivering record revenue, net income, and earnings per share for the third year in a row, Robert Iger has said for the company. Now, this is a great news for the Walt Disney Company. They are not lacking. Many people are saying that Disney is slipping, they're losing their grip. This proves otherwise. Now, getting back to the movies and that aspect, earlier on in the show when we kicked off with Bean Crosby, yes, the crooner, we followed up with Maleficent. And that's right, one of the most talked about films that has been filming with Angelina Jolie, 
has now the official trailer online. And we played that trailer earlier on in the show, but fear not, it is fantastic. It looks, uh, you know, it's definitely very CGI. It's a beautiful film, but I got chills. I'm excited for it. You know, I like this character before she became trendy. Uh, you know, so I'm pretty excited for this. So if you haven't had a chance, definitely check out the trailer online for Maleficent. It's the teaser, and I am excited for this one. And if you do like this character, if you love this evil villain, definitely go to our archives on DizRadio.com when we had Suzanne Blakesley, the voice of Maleficent, here on the show talking with all of us. Definitely, definitely, I'm excited for this film. Now, pushing forward and talking about uh, television and films, how about more television and SoapNet? Yes, according to a variety of different sources, Disney is planning to do away with the SoapNet channel. Now, I knew about this for quite some time, but it was rumored. And every time I turned on my TV, it was still there. That's right. And it was announced almost three years ago that they were going to do this. Now, the channel was created over 14 years ago, and SoapNet didn't leave without a fight. And TV operators didn't want to risk losing soap opera fans to other channels. Now, SoapNet had a great run, said the president of global distribution for Disney Media Network's Ben Payne. It served an audience for Super Soap fans, and when given the opportunity, all of our affiliates kept the channel up and running. Now, SoapNet was created to allow the working women the opportunity to catch up on soap operas, like All My Children, The Young and the Restless, and many others. And the channel also brought back old soaps, like Ryan's Hope. Now, with the invention of DVRs, it became easier for viewers to record their shows and watch them later. An audience slowly fell, and advertisers sought other platforms. As Payne has officially released, our company has been very strategic and thoughtful in how we use the networks we have. We want the programming we put on the air to be impactful. Now, SoapNet will no longer be available as of December 31st. Now, I myself have no love loss for this. I never really watched anything on it. But, you know, it is going away, disappearing for good. But uh, I hope that makes room for some of these other channels that are supposed to be coming up very, very soon. Now, pushing right along with entertainment and being impactful, how about The Jungle Book and The Jungle Book swinging on a Blu-ray February 11th of 2014? That's right, The Jungle Book is officially getting its high-def remastered release. Yes, for the first time ever on Blu-ray, with glorious high definition, you can meet the most unforgettable characters once again and embark on a thrilling adventure with Mowgli as he journeys deep into the jungle and learns the bear necessities from happy-go-lucky Baloo the Bear. You're going to meet Bagheera, the wise old panther, the crazy King Louie, and many others. And now you can get it February 11th, 2014. Now, I myself love The Jungle Book, and lately, The Jungle Book has been getting a lot of news coverage. I mean, from everything from its newest and latest stage show that was released uh, not too long ago, all the way through being announced that an all-new Jungle Book film is going to be made. The Jungle Book has been getting a lot of play lately, which I think is why it's strategic that Disney is giving it the high-def treatment. And now it is coming February 11th. Now, I myself had a chance to talk about The Jungle Book with Bruce Reitherman, who was the voice of Mowgli, the man-cub. He is in our archives, so if you go to DizRadio.com once again and go to our past shows, you know, Bruce Reitherman is there uh, when we talked about The Jungle Book with him. But now there is going to be a variety of different things from 7.1 Master HD Audio, as well as other, you know, little tidbits that you're going to love from Cleaned Up Picture, Restoration... But all new to the Blu-ray is going to be introductions by Diane Disney Miller and Richard Sherman. There's also going to be alternate endings with Mowgli and the Hunter, including the original bonus features found on the DVD. And this is hitting February 11th, just in time for me to have a little late birthday present. Now, pushing right along from, uh, I guess, movies and all that kind of fun stuff, how about 
setting to the skies. Now, we've already talked about cruises. We've talked about going to Orlando. Uh, we've talked about reading on your iPad. Well, it seems fitting that we have to turn to airplanes. And how about Alaska Airlines debuting a Disney-themed airplane in Seattle? That's right, the newest-themed airplane in Alaska Airlines fleet flew into Seattle this last week, featuring one of America's most beloved rusty tow trucks. Yes, adorned with familiar images of Disney Pixar's animated cars, characters Mater, Lightning McQueen, Guido, and Luigi, the colorful Boeing 737-800, named Adventure of Disneyland Resort, celebrates Alaska's partnership with the Walt Disney World Original Theme Park. It is the fifth Disney-themed airplane born out of the successful partnership between Seattle-based Alaska Airlines and the Disneyland Resort. As they have officially released, our Disney planes generate a lot of excitement among our passengers, young and old, wherever they fly, said Jeff Butler, Alaska Airlines Vice President. They also said, I can't wait to think of a better way to celebrate our strong partnership than to launch this flying invitation to visit Disneyland's newest attraction and Mater's home in Cars Land. As a special event, Mater himself made a satellite appearance from Cars Land in Disney California Adventure Park, providing travelers with updates on the arrival of the plane as it neared Seattle. Now this seems a great way to just have an adventure, make it fun, and just make it exciting. And it's a great partnership. I mean, I, I wish I could see a Disney-themed airplane flying around around here. I'm not that lucky. But, you know, it, it definitely is cool. It's definitely fun, and uh, it is exciting. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to wrap up news here this week. And we have a lot of things on the horizon as we're getting ready for Jeremiah Dawes of the Dawes Brothers Studios to stop in very shortly to talk about Followed from the Mansion, the sequel short film from Missing in the Mansion, as he's going to stop in and talk about Phineas, these ghosts, and what it's like to have a playful spook follow you home from the Haunted Mansion. So, all of you D-heads, I'm going to take a drink, I'm going to rest up, and I'm going to release the reins to our D-team member from Down Under, Lexi, as she's going to take that Hollywood walk and give you a little bit more about our special guest here this week, Jeremiah Dawes, the Dawes Brothers Studios, and maybe some tidbits about the Haunted Mansion, among other things. So, get ready, all of you D-heads. I'm going to release the reins to Lexi, and next time you hear me, I'm going to be stopping in with the one and only Jeremiah Dawes and hopefully get Phineas out of the studios. Catch you in a little bit, D-Heads. Who does she think she is? That girl has tangled with the wrong man. No one says no to Gaston. <laughs> Done right. Dismissed. Rejected. Publicly humiliated. Why, it's more than I can bear. Uh, more beer? What for? Nothing helps. I'm disgraced. Who, you? Never. Gaston, you've got to pull yourself together. Gosh, it disturbs me to see you, Gaston, looking so down in the dumps. Every guy here'd love to be you, Gaston, even when taking your lumps. There's no man in town as admired as you. You're everyone's favorite guy. Everyone's awed and inspired by you. And it's not very hard to see why. No one's slick as Gaston. No one's quick as Gaston. No one's next as incredibly thick as Gaston. For there's no man in town half as manly. Perfect up your paragon. You can ask any Tom, Dick, or Stanley, and they'll tell you whose team they prefer to be on. No one's been high.
like Gaston. A kingpin like Gaston. No one's got a swell cleft in his chin like Gaston. As a specimen, yes, I'm intimidating. I want a guy like Gaston. If I garage, if twelve, if hips. Gaston is the best and the rest is all to rips. No. In a wrestling match, nobody fights like Gaston. For there's no one as burly and brawny. As you see, I've got biceps to spare. Not a bit of him scraggly or scrawny. That's right. And every last inch of me's covered with hair. No one hits like Gaston. That is wins like Gaston. In a spitting match, nobody spits like Gaston. I'm especially good at expectorating. Tui! Ten points for Gaston! When I was a lad, I ate four dozen eggs every morning to help me get large. And now that I'm grown, I eat five dozen eggs, so I'm roughly the size of a barge. No one shoots like Gaston, makes those boots like Gaston, then goes tromping around wearing boots like Gaston. I use antlers in all of my decorating. Say it again. Who's a man among men? And let's say it once more. Who's a hero next door? Who's a super success? Don't you know? Can't you guess? Ask his friends and his wife. Hey, D-Heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. And have a magical day. Do not pull down on the safety bar, please. I will lower it for you. And heed this warning. The spirits will materialize only if you remain quietly seated at all times. Places, everybody. This is a tape. Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Hey, heads. So, this week's special guest is a very talented writer, director, and producer. We are lucky enough to have Jeremiah Dawes with us today. How cool! I have to say, I do love learning about actors and voice actors, of course, as I do each week, but it is also nice to have a different kind of special guest on the show. And this week, we have just that kind of treat for you. Now, Jeremiah actually has a film company with his brother, Josh, 
and it's called Josh and Jeremiah Dawes. I like the simplicity, and it certainly is an easy name to remember. <laughs> now, for us D-heads, this week's special guest was the producer, writer, and director of the short film Missing in the Mansion, and also the short film Followed from the Mansion. Now, these are two very entertaining short films, both set around that awesome and ghoulish Disneyland Haunted Mansion attraction. I will fill you in on some of the mansion secrets later. But first, this week's special guest has been working on short films with his brother for pretty much his whole life. And can you believe they were actually inspired by the behind-the-scenes Star Wars special? <laughs> Gotta love that. And one of their first projects happened to be a remake of Back to the Future. And who doesn't love a bit of Marty McFly and Duff Brown? Awesome! That is one cool way for brothers to bond. Now, growing up in Atlanta, this week's special guest, I guess, didn't live close to a Disney park. So it must have been pretty fun for him to get to make a movie set there. Now, this is impressive. This week's special guest has worked on more than 20 short films, a full-length feature film, and has written a number of screenplays. Wow! That has passion and dedication written all over it. Now, also, this was all developed thanks to Jeremiah's degree from Georgia State University in Film Studies. And in case you didn't gather it from the Back to the Future remake, Jeremiah is actually inspired by the most creative and imaginative filmmakers you can think of. Of course, this includes people that you might have heard around before. <laughs> Jeremiah once said that his inspirations include people like, hmm, Walt Disney, Steven Spielberg, Frank Capra, and the Pixar animation guys. Who can blame him? They are definitely some of the best especially our Walt. And Jeremiah also said that his favourite kind of film to make are the kind that take audiences on journeys to far off and fantastical lands. So I can definitely see why this week's special guest is so inspired by Disney then. <laughs> it just fits perfectly. And I also think that it's incredible that this week's special guest has a passion for storytelling. We need people like Jeremiah to keep us dreaming. When this week's special guest is not directing or writing, he is editing. Jeremiah has edited projects like this year's TV movie, Our Wild Hearts. Also his short film, Missing in the Mansion. Even the 2011 Zumba Fitness Exhilarate Ultimate DVD Experience. Pretty awesome. I think it's so wonderful that when someone is so inspired to be part of a filmmaking and storytelling that they lend their talents to such a range of jobs. As long as Jeremiah is around the filmmaking scene, he knows it's going to be good. And so do we. <laughs> now, here is a brief synopsis of this week's special guest's short film, Missing in the Mansion. It sounds interesting and kind of spooky, so brace yourselves. <laughs> the synopsis goes, 
On July 6, 2012, three friends went missing, and they were last seen at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California. A cast member working in Lost and Found discovers a camera that belonged to them containing the following footage. It has not been altered in any way. Oh my goodness, I might not look at the mansion the same way again. <laughs> Although the mansion is supposed to give us the creeps, I suppose. Now, along with learning a little bit about this week's special guest, I also had the pleasure of doing some research on the Disneyland mansion this week. I hope you all find these facts and trivia tidbits as interesting as I do. So here goes. It was actually back in 1961 that Disneyland was first advertising the Haunted Mansion in the coming attractions pamphlet. And the pamphlet said that Disney was searching the world for the most talented ghosts to come and haunt his new mansion. In the New Orleans Quarter, of course. Pretty creepy. <laughs> that definitely would have scared me to pieces. I'd be thinking, oh my goodness, why are they bringing ghosts and ghouls to the happiest place on earth? It doesn't seem to make sense. But luckily for us, it does. And it was in 1963 that Disneyland's haunted mansion facade, the beautiful building that it is, first appeared. But because the Imagineers were working so hard on their World's Fair work, the attraction didn't actually officially open until 1971, I believe. What a long and haunted wait. Now some people even thought that the delay was because the mansion was too horrifying. <laughs> Rumours are always so funny like that. Nonetheless, it's obvious that the public were so interested. And get this, a sign outside the mansion actually read, All ghosts and restless spirits, post-lifetime leases are now available in this haunted mansion. Don't be left out in the sunshine. Leases include license to scare the daylights out of guests. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And sometimes the gates even had to be closed because too many guests just wanted to visit and see what was going on. Now, in terms of the famous artwork in the Haunted Mansion, from pieces like Lady April and Lady December, and the haunted, or should I say, ghost shipwreck, can be attributed to the work of one of Disney's much-loved nine old men, Mr. Mark Davis. Now, Mark Davis also worked on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and the Peter Pan character Tinkerbell. What a range of his work! <laughs> I think it's really cool that all of the Disney Haunted Mansions had their own twist. They're all so fantastic on their own, and we're always so enthralled to keep going back, aren't we? I will never get sick of the doom buggies and the creepy little details that Disney pays attention to. It seems as though we see something new every time we visit the mansion. For instance, it is only in Disneyland's Haunted Mansion that the whole way of changing portraits, like I mentioned before, is necessary. This is because at Disneyland, a long tunnel was needed in order to get people from the facade building down to the underground and out to the main ride building. And this is actually why the stretching gallery elevators and that awesome gag were developed. Pretty awesome, right? 
Funnily enough, the stretching gallery was so loved by guests at Disneyland that Disney put it in all the other mansions as well, even though it wasn't serving a practical purpose any longer. (laughs) I think that's so funny. See, Disney is all about escaping to a world of entertainment. Who needs to fuss about practicalities? (laughs) Only kidding. Now, I remember my first visit to Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. I was seven years old, and let me tell you, I was scared out of my mind. (laughs) When the doors closed in the stretching gallery, I could not stop crying. Yes, I was a big scaredy cat. (laughs) However, now I absolutely love the Haunted Mansion. It is definitely one of my top five attractions. You really do feel like you're being transported to another dimension. (laughs) And the hitchhiking ghosts are the best finish to the ride. Nothing like a little bit of Disney humour in there. (laughs) So, Jeremiah, thank you for contributing your filmmaking talents to the wonderful world of Disney. And thank you for sharing your inspiration with us all. Who doesn't love the Haunted Mansion? And ghoulies, creatures of fright, we summon you now. There you are, and just in time. There's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> they have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. Now I will raise the safety bar, and a ghost will follow you home. <laughs> Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in once again for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And with us here this week, you know, we just finished Halloween. We just finished our second annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. But we want to keep all the spookiness and all the fun going because you may have noticed a nice little film that's been surfing around the web lately called Followed from the Mansion. And with us here this week from the Dawes Brothers Studios, we have none other 
than Jeremiah Dawes with us here this week. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hi, thanks for having me. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, all the fantastic short films you've done, many other things. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of questions that I want to tackle here about this uh, great film that you have done. I guess let's just start off first with the Dawes Brothers Studios and, uh, you know, how you and your brother had gotten started. Your brother Josh, who's unable to be with us here this week. But, you know, what got you started in wanting to make short movies and... uh, I guess, just explore the realm of the make-believe and fantasy. Sure. Well, I mean, it goes back to we're kids of the 80s. You know, we uh, we love, you know, we grew up with Steven Spielberg movies and George Lucas movies and, you know, all the great uh, Disney movies from the 80s. And that just kind of stuck in our brains. And and, uh, and when it, t- it came time to to uh i don't know i mean for 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 months or for years when we were kids we would make short films and and kind of do that kind of thing and when it came came time for me to want to uh go to college i just i just didn't want to grow up i I didn't want to stop making movies so i i went to film school and uh and just decided you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do this thing and pursue it the the rest of my life and and uh here i am well you know and that's the kind of thing where you know you're able to follow your dreams you know i did the same thing you know with my career as well and i guess uh you know being a child of the 80s you know i myself uh grew up in the 80s as well so you know i love it and you know you may have mentioned on your site, you know, with the Dawes Brothers Studios, that you remade one of your film favorite films, Back to the Future. And who doesn't love Back to the Future? Michael J. Fox and all that kind of fun stuff, I guess. What made that film the number one, I guess, film for you that defined, uh, I guess, the direction now that you've that you've had your whole life? Right. Um, you know, it's just there's something about Back to the Future that is uh, it's fantastical, but it's also um it's a smaller story. So we really appreciate that kind of film. And you know, they don't make those kind of films anymore. It's, it's always gotta be, you know, they're blowing up New York and, or, you know, it's, or it's not a, not a film aimed for the family or kids or whatever. And so, you know, we, we, uh, it's just, yeah, something about back to the future that, that's stuck in our minds. And that even now it's, you know, my favorite film of all time. And so when we were, when we were kids, we we uh, we made this uh, yeah we made this about ten minute version of Back to the Future and uh, and I played Marty and uh, we actually got through most of the film, uh, ex- but when it came time to do the scene where uh, Marty was in his underwear uh, and uh, in his uh, mother's bedroom, uh, Josh was Josh who was directing the film. He said, "Okay, you gotta you gotta do this scene in your underwear," and I said, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> and we we had a big old fight and we're like okay we're done with this but uh up until that point the, the thing is actually pretty pretty fun and we you know we use micro machines for for the uh DeLorean chase scenes and things like that so you know it was uh it was a terrible film, but we, we had a lot of fun making it. Well, you know, and like you said, it's a simple story. That's one of those things that doesn't exist anymore. You know, I have this discussion with people all the time where, you know, there's just a great, simple, quick story. Whole family can watch it. And like you said, they're always trying to blow up in New York or have this big epic tale now. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's a good cry that there's something to be said about those 80s films that was just, here's a great story. You love it. Good score. And it stuck with you growing up. Yep. Yep. It's, I mean, it's like if they had made E.T. today, it would be, you know, E.T. is here to save the planet, you know, and it not, not just a simple touching story about, you know, a boy and, and the, an alien, you know, it, it, it's, I, I don't know. That's, uh, so that's kind of the thing that, that, uh, those are the stories that got us excited about, uh, making movies and, and kind of 
you know, it would be nice to, to see those come back. Definitely. Well, you know, I guess in shifting gears and getting too many of your short films and whatnot, um, you know, the one that, uh, you know, everybody knew, of course, was the original Haunted Mansion film that you did, Missing in the Mansion. Now, when you first did that and, you know, you shot this short film that, you know, it, it was fun, everybody loved it. Did you think it was going to get such viral recognition that it got when it originally released? You know, we, we had no idea what to expect. We Mostly we were afraid of what Disney would do. <laughs> um, and, you know, they they actually never commented on it. It, it was, uh, so it was fine. Um, but yeah, there's no way we could have uh, imagined that within the first week we'd have 100,000 views on YouTube. And, you know, just tracking the, the, the way it grow, it's grown over the last year has just been amazing. You know, we've get, gotten so many people uh, interested in, um, uh, so many comments on YouTube saying, is this real? And, you know, which is laughable, uh, but, but people, I mean, it's great that it, that some people thought <laughs> that it was, uh, that it was real. So that's great. Um, and you know, the, uh, with the release of, um, well, escape from tomorrow, we had, uh, we had a lot of sort of piggyback, um, coverage on that people, you know, when, when escape from tomorrow, um, which is the feature film version of, uh, uh, well, slightly more adult feature film version of, of Missing in the Mansion. <laughs> um, uh, when it got to Sundance, we got a lot of coverage. And then when it, it you know, it was just re- recently released in theaters and video on demand and all of that, um, we actually, we've gotten even more hits and, and people finding Missing in the Mansion because, you know, of Escape from Tomorrow. So it's pretty cool. Well, you know, and I guess, you know, with the Haunted Mansion, you know, um, you know, before we get into the newest one, um, you know, Haunted Mansion, everybody loves it. Disney Parks, and I'm sure you've talked about this a variety of times. You know, it's not like you're, you're, you're on our show for the first time. You know, you've been on a variety of different Disney podcasts, of course. So I guess, you know, you probably tackled many of these questions, but I guess what was the lore of the mansion to you? What was the one thing that made you want to tackle the mansion? You know, was it the... Uh, just growing up and loving it? Was it the, you know, genius of Paul Freese? Was it watching the Osmonds and Kurt Russell go through it in that infamous special? What was it? Um, you know, it it's one of those things where, you know, we absolutely love the mansion. It's I wouldn't say it's our favorite ride at the parks. I mean, obviously, we grew up going to Disney World and Disney, and, you know, and then recently, you know, moved to California about four years ago. And so now we go to Disneyland all the time. But um, it, you know, it's, it's one of those that we, we love the idea of we wanted to make the, the Haunted Mansion scary again, you know, because we'd ridden it a hundred times, you know, or a thousand times, however, however many times. Everybody's ridden it so many times and it's just so familiar. And we've, you know, the thing that draw, drew us to it was that we wanted, we wanted it to be scary again. And so we thought, well, how could that, how could we do that? And, you know, having, having the ride change, having, you know, the ghosts really appear you know really manifest themselves that we thought would be pretty scary and and you know i think yeah i think it was pretty successful we have a lot of people tell us you know it's like i can't ride the mansion anymore because of that <laughs> you know so um i think we we did uh yeah i think we achieved that uh pretty well to to make to make it uh a new experience um for, for for the uh, park guests. Well, you know, and like you said, it's one of those rides that it is familiar with everybody. You know it, you ride it, you love it. Now, um, do you fall into that realm of, uh, you know, the standard? I hate to clump everyone together, but I'll do it anyways. But being one of those people that, 
you know, you love the Hatbox ghost, you love the hitchhiking ghost, or do you have some more hidden gems that are in the mansion that you personally love? Like I myself, I'm still a fan of the dueling ghost portraits. I just, there's something about it that sticks with me. Do you have anything like that in the mansion that is a little lesser known, you know, to many people that you just personally love about the mansion? Oh man, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, well, a lot of them, a lot of the things that we really like, I mean, obviously they're, the fans all know, know about all of them, but uh, a lot of them we, we were able to like kind of pull and, and use in Followed from the Mansion. So like, um, which is our latest short, um, uh, the, the hand that goes across the clock face right before the, the seance room, I just always think is so cool. That's one of my favorite things. And we were able to use that in in the movie and it's uh it's definitely one of my favorite shots in the movie um because it's just like i just want to i just think who's whose hand is that why does their hand look like that you know why why is it coming at down at that angle you know different things like that it just makes me makes me think and then the other is is the door that that is bulging out you know i'm always always wondering what's on the other side of that door <laughs> well you know with it with that door i don't know about you but you know for me um, you know, I always think of Looney Tunes for some reason and having Gossimer on the other side, <laughs> big, the big red dude just sitting there ready to, to break on through. Now, uh, like you said, followed from the mansion, which is your newest and, uh, you know, a lot of hype. Everybody loves it. And, you know, this one, it's, it's bigger, it's bolder. It's definitely fun. Um, you know, you have a fantastic score to accompany it. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of different things, I guess, when you wanted to follow up with your initial missing from the mansion, um, I guess from storyboard concept to, you know, initial production, pre-production, what, uh, what was going through your mind in terms of, uh, all right, let's make a sequel, let's make a follow-up and, uh, what direction should we go? I guess what sparked that initial, you know, we're going to have this ghost follow this child home, home with, uh, you know, Phineas. You know, it, there was a lot of pressure. I'm not going to lie. We, we were a little, <laughs> we were a little, uh, nervous and, and Frankly, we were frozen for, you know, a long time. We were like, you know, missing in the mansion exploded. Uh, nothing can live up to that kind of hype. You know, you, you, you get, you get used to, you know, uh, all these views and, you know, people discovering your film. And, and so you want, you want your next one to, to, to live up to that same hype. And there's just really no way you can, you you just have to get over the, the initial fear of, okay, what if this doesn't measure up and you just, you just do it. So, um, it was, uh, you know, in August we were, we were looking at, you know, kind of what our next project was going to be. And we, we thought about doing a ghost story cause we, you know, we love the, we love the movies like, you know, poltergeist and things like that in the eighties, you know, like scary movies that, that, you know, they're more kid friendly that you can actually enjoy. And, um, uh, like the movies that come out today, you know, the, the horror movies, they're just, they're really terrifying. <laughs> and, uh, and so we, we, we just kind of wanted to go back to that. And we, and so, I don't know, we, uh, there was one morning that I just, I just thought, you know, uh, the, the line from, from the haunted mansion kind of came through my mind and it said, it was, you know, a ghost will follow you home. And I'm like, well, what, what, would, what does that look like? You know, what, what would he do? You know? And then we started brainstorming, um, the story with, um, our friend Ricky Briganti who runs, uh, inside the magic.net and, you know, he, he had some good ideas and, and his wife and we just started talking it over like, okay, you know, maybe he's a, maybe he's, you know, they call him prankish spirits. So, you know, they pretend to terrorize, you know, all these things from the, from the song and the, and the narration. And, and we started, uh, we started 
cooking uh cooking an idea so now um you know i guess when it went from that and it started fast forwarding you know trying to get uh, everything going here and uh you know creating the film now you actually got you know you got some great people and some great players you know people we've talked to over you know a lot of different years here and one of those of course is jesse cordy who you know played phineas in your short now you know some of our uh, d heads out there they might not recognize that name but uh why don't you elaborate of who he actually is and you know how are you able to get him to be part of this yeah actually he um jesse cordy played uh was the voice of lefou in uh, beauty and the beast and uh and has also done very you know many other disney voices that you you know lesser known voices and um he also he actually just you know i just was able to see a preview screening of, of frozen and um and actually found out he he did a voice in that so um so he's definitely still working and still still very uh much a part of the disney family um, and the way I met him, I was introduced to, to Jesse through um, Daniel J. Roberts, who played uh, one of the leads in Missing in the Mansion, actually. We, we, we went to, to see a play, and um, and uh, it turns out Jesse was uh, in the audience as well, and they, they, they were friends. And, um, and he said, hey, you know, you're a Disney fan. You should meet this guy. This guy. He played LeFou. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. So uh, we started chatting and, and, um, and then when we, when it, you know, it was just a brief meeting, but, uh, it kind of stuck in my mind. And then when we, uh, when we started writing this script and we were like, well, who, who can play the, the, the ghost, you know, we need somebody who's kind of got a command of, of, you know, vocal talent since, you know, we were, we were going to do the, the ghost in a very unique way. Um, so we, you know, instantly thought of Jesse Cordy and, and, we sent him the script and he, he, you know, being a Disney, you know, just a lover of di- all things Disney, Jesse, uh, Jesse said yes immediately. He, you know, he come to find out he goes to Disneyland every other week and, you know, just loves it. And so, you know, he definitely uh, was excited to be on the project. Well, you know, and like you said, you have a specific uh, vision for the ghost and what you were going to do with this, you know, and followed from the mansion is fantastic. I watched it a variety of different times. I actually showed it to, you know, some of my children, not all of them here, uh, as I have a small army here in our studios. But, uh, you know, and uh, you, like you said, it is a vision that is true to the mansion, yet at the same time, it's fun, it's playful, and it's much like what you said, where it's the playful spooks. It's the the ghosts that are having fun. Now, um, you know, with Followed from the Mansion and, you know, one of the things that makes anything uh, spectacular, you know, and recently we had Bruce Broughton on our show who, you know, has composed a lot of Disney attractions. Um, You know, I guess with that, music always plays a really big part. You know, I'm one of those people where I pay attention to the score and the music and Followed from the Mansion, the score and the music back there just really it sets the tone, it sets the mood. And, and, uh, I guess, was that something that was really important to you guys when you were creating this? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, we're, we're movie score nerds. So we, we geek out over, you know, all, uh, all the big, uh, obvious ones, you know, the, the John Williams scores that, you know, we grew up with, but, you know, we're also huge fans of Jerry Goldsmith and, and of course, Bruce Broughton with all of his, uh, Disney, uh, influences and, and, you know, some of the films that he's done. So, um, and, and the composers we worked with are some really good friends of ours who we've, we've been wanting to, um, collaborate on something, you know, sort of Spielbergian, um, in, you know, in recent, in the last year or so. And we've been talking, trying to figure out what that could be. And, uh, and when this came up, it was just like, oh, absolutely, this is a perfect fit. They're huge fans of Jerry Goldsmith, John Williams, and Bruce Broughton as well. 
And, um, and so, yeah, Jason and Nolan Livesey, they're twin brothers. They compose music. They're actually working now on, uh, the, I think the how to train your dragon TV show and some other things. Um, so they're, they're actually really, uh, really good, successful composers and they had to squeeze in <laughs> this uh, project, but, uh, they did such a great job and, uh, and, uh, you know, we're kind enough to put the, uh, the score online for free. So anybody that wants to download it can, can go and download it and have it, you know, forever. <laughs> Oh, definitely. You know, and, and it is a fantastic score. You know, I already went ahead, downloaded it and, uh, you know, loop it like yourself. I'm a, a movie score nerd. I, I love this stuff, especially the stuff that, you, you know, are scores that aren't as popular, like Monster Squad and Harry and the Hendersons and, you know, <laughs> you know, great ones that are just fun, quirky scores that uh, they definitely divide, d- define a de- generation. I'll say that much. Um now, you know, continuing on with this, there's a lot of people that were involved with this, of course, because it wasn't just, you know, you and your brother that, you know, created this. There's a lot of people with music and special effects and sound design, visual effects. Um, when it came to that, I guess, what was the time frame and the process of, you know, creating this CGI character? Because, uh, you know, it's really well done for a short. You know, it's one of those things where uh, initially, you know, people are going to think, all right, it's a short film. What's the CGI going to look like? And, you know, I think that, you know, you guys really captured Phineas really well, especially with the way the new animations are within the Haunted Mansion with all the updates they've done. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, you know, it was... <laughs> It was definitely a stressful uh, situation, you know, stressful time because we we had such a, a quick turnaround. We um, I think we shot the film toward the end of September, so it was a it was it was a it was a quick turnaround. We'd already um, we'd already had meetings with our visual effects uh, guys and and talked to them about you know how we were going to do this. And um, actually, the the facial animator for um, for Phineas, his name is Mark DeRitter. He's a uh, an animator for a video game company and actually just had a big, uh, video game, uh, release a couple of days ago. And so he's, uh, he, he's, uh, he's just really, really talented guy. And, um, and he sort of lifted our lid and said, Hey, you know, what if we did a full facial replacement for full, full digital head replacement? And, uh, and he did a, he did a mock-up, a test, you know, on his own head and, you know, we we were like, oh, absolutely. So he he spent you know about a month modeling the head, and getting it ready, and then once we shot, it was a, it was a very quick. It was you know he 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 was you know working on his downtime, and um, so he he only had a, a little bit of time to give us you know each day, but uh, every day he'd send us another shot, and we'd approve it, and and then it would go into render, and we you know we had four or five guys with with uh, Maya on their computers and they'd, you know, render a, a portion of the frames overnight so that we wouldn't have to be, you know, slowed down by render time. So we, we were sort of a, you know, doing a render farm, uh, uh, um, to, to get that done. And, uh, um, yeah, he, he was, he was fantastic. Did a great job. Now, you know, with, uh, this short, you know, we were exploring so many different things about it and so many people were, you know, dead on from, uh, you know, having Zachary playing Jake and you had, you know, the stepmom with Tara and, you know, just really great casting. It really, you know, set the tone now, you know, with Halloween and everything that has just passed now, um, you know, the response on it has just been crazy. It's been blowing up the lines. It seems like, all right, you know, you really have a hit with this sequel. You know, it's one of those rarities where on a smaller scale, it's kind of like your version of Aliens. You know, it's 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 as strong as the first one. So I guess uh, how has that been feeling, you know, in terms of uh, the reception that this has had within the Disney community and all the Disney fans? It's been great. You know, people, uh, 
people like it. And you've had a few comments of like, eh, that was great. I liked Missing Better or things like that. But, uh, you know, that's always uh, funny. But, um, you know, it's been great. They, uh, it, one of the best compliments is, you know, I, I showed, um, I just showed a preview image, just a, just a picture of, of the ghost to uh, a friend of mine who's a big Disney file and, uh, and just goes to the park every week, you know, and I just said, okay, I'm just going to show you a picture of the ghost. You know, what is this? Who is this? And he said, oh, that's Phineas. And we're like, oh, absolutely. Great. You know, we captured it. And so, um, and that seems to be the resounding thing. Nobody, nobody's upset at how we handled uh, Phineas, how we portrayed him. You know, some people think he's kind of, kind of a jerk, but uh, you know, he's, he's prankish and, you know, pretending to terrorize. So we, we, uh, for the most part, we we're we're glad we didn't offend the Disney community because we are, you know, we are that audience, you know. We so we wanted to, we we wanted to make sure we we hit it right, and it, yeah, it feels really good to know that we we kind of achieved what we set out to achieve, and and people are digging it. Well, I guess that's going to lead me to my next question, of course, which with every sequel comes a trilogy nowadays. Uh, are are you already fathoming those ideas or, you know, things on paper? I mean, of course, nothing's set in stone. It just ended. But is that something in the back of your head that now you're starting to, you know, get the get the wheels churning there? Well, you know, it's uh, we we've joked about it. We're not ex- we're not sure if we'll do it or not, but we, we have joked about it. We thought, you know, well, um, uh, you know, we thought maybe the third one could be, you know, uh, return to the mansion. <laughs> um uh, and and maybe uh, you know maybe bring characters from the first one and characters from the second one together, but you know we're not sure how that would work. You know maybe a maybe a family member or something from the from one of the people in the first movie has to you know link you know connect with the family in the second one. I don't know. So that's just kind of a a tease of what we may what we may pursue down the line. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can make that work, but it's one of those questions that you have to ask just because, uh, you know, in today's society, sequels don't cut anymore. Now everyone wants a trilogy. Well, I guess, uh, you know, stepping aside from Followed from the Mansion, of course, and the Dawes Brothers Studios and, you know, you and your brother, you know, uh, keeping things rolling, following your dreams here. Do you guys have anything currently in the works or anything you guys are working on in the horizon where we're going to be able to see you guys or should we just keep checking back at the website? You know, um, we're, it's, yeah, there's nothing set in stone right now. Um, you know, we're, we're both, uh, we're both, you know, working day jobs to try to keep, keep the dream alive. I'm an editor for a show for, uh, National Geographic Channel and, uh, Josh, uh, he actually starts a job on Monday, uh, working, uh, working at Disney Interactive. Um, so he's, uh, he's now officially a, a Disney employee, which, so we're going to have to, <laughs> we're going to have to see what that does to our, our making, you know, Disney related, uh, short films. So that's, that's going to be interesting to figure out, um, what the legality of that is. But, uh, yeah, right now that's, that's kind of, uh, our focus is just kind of, uh, recover from the whirlwind two months of followed from the mansion. It was, it was it was definitely one of the hardest shorts we ever made. So, I don't know. We're going to take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I can definitely relate, you know, doing the J job and the and the evening fun there. And, uh, 
I guess, you know, him being part of Disney Interactive now, I guess maybe you'll just have to move on to Universal and something like, you know, tra- Trapped on the Mummy Ride. Yeah, I love it. Or, uh, you know, something Harry Potter themed. I, I would love that. <laughs> there we go. You know, you, there's there's another loophole right there. Or even go more obscure and, you know, do something from Paramount. Why not? There you go. <laughs> well, you know, it was our pleasure having you on. I guess before we, uh, before we let you go here and uh, continuing on with your evening, I guess uh, when it uh, goes to the Disney parks, you guys are evidently Disney fans. Have you ever thought of doing any other shorts that uh, aren't necessarily involved with the Haunted Mansion? You know, I'm thinking more of uh, the Hitchcock and the Enchanted Tiki Birds in, in, you know, a Disney version of the birds or uh, some other things. Yeah, um, I mean, that'd be great. We've uh, we've kicked around some ideas. You know, a lot of people have uh, have been begging us to to do a, a Tower of Terror <laughs> uh, film, but uh, we, the problem is we're, we we don't ride the Tower of Terror because we don't like drops. <laughs> so um, that's uh, you know we're kind of we're kind of childish that way. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we we definitely thought about uh, other other things. We just um, I don't know. We're we're still uh, we're still developing ideas. But yeah, we're we're open to uh, to anything. You know, it's you definitely uh, have a better chance of getting. Um, exposure on the on you know YouTube and other places if you know if if you're making shorts that are based on you know pre-existing uh, properties you know and um, and so we definitely enjoy kind of tapping into an already existing market which is what Hollywood does you know generally with almost every movie that comes out so um, so it's just kind of kind of a our way of you know figuring out how to how to hit an audience you know the way that hopefully one day we'll be able to do uh, with studio, you know, money and studio sanctions behind us. So, um, yeah, we're definitely open to any any property that we uh, that we just have a really good idea. Well, you know, I can just imagine, you know, uh, something coming from you guys that's going to be more like uh, the Blair Witch Project, like uh, a night on Tom Sawyer Island. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, you know, I guess uh, with that, I got to ask you. All right, what is your all time? favorite Disney attraction? Since you said you love the Haunted Mansion, but it's not your favorite, what exactly is your favorite? Is it one of the, you know, popular attractions or is it something, you know, lesser known where, you know, you're just uh, kicking yourself because the Country Bears is closed at Disneyland? <laughs> uh, absolutely has to be hands down Horizons at, uh, at Epcot. The uh, That was just, oh my gosh, such a great attraction. And it, I was literally heartbroken when they closed it. And I still... Uh, it's hard for me to ride Mission Space at Epcot um, and think about, you know, the day that I walked up to, you know, we rushed in the gates. That was the first thing we were going to ride on a, on that vacation. And we walk up and it was closed. It was just, it was just, uh, I'm, I still feel emotion about that. But yeah, I love Horizons. That's definitely, uh, definitely our favorite. We both agree on that one. Well, you know, for all of our listeners out there, definitely check out Followed from the Mansion. You can find it at followedfromthemansion.com. And, uh, you know, it was our pleasure having you stop in. And, you know, where else can uh, any of the D-heads out there, you know, find uh, more out about you? Well, you can uh, follow Josh and myself on Twitter. Um, his uh, Twitter handle is at Josh Dawes. Um, and mine is at Jeremiah Dawes. Pretty simple. Um, and then you can see Followed from the Mansion at followedfromthemansion.com. And there you can download the score by Jason and Nolan Livesey, and it's absolutely free. 
And then um, you can also see Missing in the Mansion at missinginthemansion.com. Very cool. You know, it was our pleasure having you stop in once again. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to be seeing more from you. And uh, I might have to drop you some suggestions that I think I have for some films that aren't spooky that might be a little more in the realm of uh, a little more 80s fun that, uh, you know, you guys might want to toss around your bag. Sure. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks once again. listening to Disney on Demand, a new kind of Disney show, only on DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show, and thank you once again for tuning in and making this show happen and continuing to relive all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney. And thank you once again to our very special guest. I'd love to thank Jeremiah Dawes once again for stopping in and chatting with all of you D-heads. Fantastic short films on the web. Missing in the Mansion, Followed from the Mansion, great short stories, and I can only expect that that trilogy is going to happen. I feel it. I feel it. It is going to happen. If you want to find out more about Jeremiah or his brother and the Dawes Brothers Studios, you can definitely check them out on their official websites, and you can also watch that Followed from the Mansion short, the newest short, the sequel, and the follow-up 
at followedfromthemansion.com. Thank you once again, Jeremiah, for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-Team. Yes, Aaron and Lexi, thank you once again for stopping in. Without you, the show would not be complete. The D-Team is part of the family here that makes all the magic happen for all of you D-Heads. Thank you once again for stopping in and sharing your signature segments. And all of you D-Heads, remember to stop by our official website and connect up with the D-Team directly right there through the D-Team page. Drop Aaron a line with some questions or leave a shout-out to Lexi you name it connect up with the d team thank you once again team for stopping in and most of all thank you all the d heads out there you are the reason that we keep this show going you are the reason that we love bringing this show to you every single week thank you for tuning in stopping by and making the magic happen every single week so with that said next week we have more fun coming for show number 55 but before i let you go i do want to mention all the different ways you can stay connected here at disney on demand and first and foremost you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, archives, music, and more, including our latest news blogs and all 54 shows in our archives and our lifetime of Disney player. All right there at your fingertips at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. You can also find us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, AOL Instant Messenger, Instagram, Skype, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And you can find all these social media outlets found right there on our homepage at Diz Radio once again. So, all of you D-Heads, we are getting closer to our Thanksgiving Day show. That's right, our Thanksgiving Day show is getting closer as we get closer to that gobbling up the turkey day later here this month. I look forward to connecting up with you all throughout the week until next week. And as I always say, as much as we get busy and everything else in life, never neglect family for business. Catch you online, all of you D-Heads. Hurry back. Be sure to bring your death certificate if you decide to join us. Make final arrangements now. We've been dying to have you. Please exit to your left by stepping away from the cars with your left foot first. Step out and stand on the moving platform, please. Please exit by stepping away from the cars with your left foot first. Step out and stand on the moving platform, please. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.